1: Welcome back to the podcast, Robin James. How the devil are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm really well. Very happy to see your beaming, smiling face.
0: Thanks so much. I mean, you look fresh and glamorous, and I look a little bit tired and as if it should be Friday rather than Monday. But um...
1: <gasps> <gasps> I know that. It, I mean, I'm saying it's first thing Monday morning. It's not. We're, we're sort of heading into the lunchtime. Well, we're in brunch time, aren't we, right now?
0: We're in brunch. Yeah, we're definitely in a sort of like eggs zone. Yeah.
1: If if we were in person, this would be, we'd be propped up somewhere with eggs, probably avocado, probably some sourdough and a Bloody Mary.
0: A Bloody Mary is about to say or a mimosa if you want to go slightly more orangey, besty.
1: Well, there we go. But you're coming on the podcast to share your feel good habits, which I am excited to hear because you, my friend, are one, somebody I consider to be incredibly motivated and focused. And yet, in a way where you never seem to, And I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but you never seem to outwardly express a huge amount of stress with it. It seems like you've got things quite ordered. So I'm quite intrigued to see whether Feel Good Habits gives me a little bit more insight into how you operate. Because uh, for listeners, obviously, Robin James is man for himself. Uh, The YouTube channel, the Instagram. I mean, there's so many things to it.
0: Multi-faceted, some might say.
1: multifaceted so I'm hoping that I get a bit more of an insight about how you manage to operate and so smoothly so where are we beginning what was your first feel good habit
0: so first feel good habit is very much early morning and it's exercising early and hard um for for me it's got to be hard otherwise it's not exercise No, for me it's like it kick-starts my day having an exercise class or PT or just even a run outside it's just almost just gives me that instant kick. Um, I also find that exercising is one of the only times that I'm really truly not in front of a screen or not on my phone. And the kind of thought process I have during exercise is totally different. I'm almost like thinking about how to stay alive rather than thinking about what the next video I need to be doing. So it's um, it's great, and it also just really just moves me. I mean, obviously. Um, <laughs> But for the rest of the day, I can just feel like, okay, well, I've done that. You know, everything else is just an absolute bonus doing my job that I've, you know, done done the physical exercise. Um, also, I just, I'm not an exerciser in the evening. By the evening, I just want to be having a glass of wine. I want to be chilling out. I want to be watching TV or seeing my friends. So it's, yeah, the, the morning thing. Because I, I know so many people think, oh, God, I, oh, I couldn't get up. I, I just can't get up. I just think, get up and it's done
1: exactly so why is the morning I mean I know you said it's because of the evening is when you like to relax but why what you you made a point a minute ago of saying early
0: Mm, it's because it's so quiet I mean living in London I'm in the southeast London in Peckham and it's a great place you know London there's so much going on but it's noisy and actually having that moment of feeling like you've got the city to yourself I just think is amazing Um, and you kind of think it's in that time that you are sort of planning your day and you're walking to wherever you're having a run. And I just, I love the sort of the temperature too. It's cooler. I mean, I'm a, I'm a hot creature. I, I get too hot <laughs> doing anything. So like exercising, I'm just wet, start to end. And just having that sort of morning moment with no one else around, or it's a bit dewy, or it's still slightly dark. And you just feel like you're part of the world coming alive. Um, and you've not missed out, you know, you've like, you've started there.
1: Good. Okay. So, and you also made a point of saying hard. So what to you is hard exercise?
0: I just, for me, I like to to exercise to a point that I'm pushing myself so hard that it's a challenge, that you've achieved something. But also you can't think about anything else because quite literally your mind is, is on the matter of, I need to finish that by this time, or I've got this personal best to push. So your whole sort of thought process changes from these kind of like little things that we get so caught up in, Mm. these sort of things that aren't so important, or, oh, what I'm going to put in my hair video today, you know, it's more like, right, there's literally like some sort of dinosaur chasing me, you know, I've got to be, we kind of go into this sort of, I don't know, there's probably something about this, but a different sort of headspace where it's a little bit more primitive. So like you're, you're forgetting about all the the extras, and you're just focusing on that one thing um and it's so that's when I'm not exercising hard or I'm doing something that is maybe a bit too easy, I'm still thinking about all the other stuff.
1: It's so true this morning I was working out and I was having a fine old time and it was challenging but and then I started doing squats and Arnold presses. And I suddenly realized, oh, you need a hell of a lot more air in your lungs. You have to really think about your breathing now. And it goes from that sort of being, you know, when people say exercising is meditative, I totally get that. You kind of go into a trance state, but then there are occasions where you catch yourself when you're pushing yourself, when you realize I really need to communicate with my body now to breathe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it is, it's, it's, as you just said, it's, it is meditative, you know, you are in this zone and it's although you are beasting yourself, you're actually at your most chilled at that time. Mm. I just love it. I think, and I, I don't get that in the evening. Um, I also think, you know, after a hard day at work, I, the last thing I want to do is like push myself into something else, you know? I just, I want to get it done and then I'm, okay, next.
1: I am always really quite invigorated after exercise as well. So for me, it would be the worst thing to do in the evening. For me, evening is just kind of yoga or, or wine.
0: <laughs> yeah, wine with yoga. Yeah, exactly. Also, I think you know, there's there's nothing ahead of the morning exercise. It is quite literally just sleep. So mm. you have a hard start. It's uh, we have meetings that go in, you know, and someone's like, "Okay, oh, I can only really do five 30 and then that becomes six, and then well, you've missed whatever you were supposed to be doing. I mean, mm. I try not to do that because I think my time is my time. Um, If someone's going to be late with something, then no, it can be moved. Um, But just the morning, yeah, you are kind of, it's just, it's just a great way to start. I would totally recommend it for anyone.
1: Do you do it on weekdays only, or are you a seven day a week guy?
0: Um, I do about five days a week. Um, I'll do, I have a PT once a week. I do, I've started CrossFit. So CrossFit is, I've always thought I'm really quite fit, Um, fit with a (laughs) PH, and I've always kind of just been like okay I can do that you know I did the marathon I still hold on to that in 2014 so quite a long time ago but like I can I can run and I can kind of do anything I put my mind to but CrossFit is another level these people look normal like they look like just normal people that you might see in Asda and Peckham but they are like they are strong their cores are just and it's the women I'm just so impressed by especially because they just it's almost like they have full control of their body there's nothing extra on that body that isn't needed and just like the pull-ups and all these new things that I'm trying to do and I'm like I'm the bottom of the class which is actually really nice because it's really making me sort of push myself and think give me a year and I'll get myself to the top um but it's great. It's really good. And I'm enjoying it.
1: I think that touches on something else I've talked about a couple of times on the podcast, which is sometimes it is good to be a beginner sometimes. Mm-hmm. So for me, during lockdown, it was doing online courses and yeah. starting with no knowledge about something to then get to the end of a course and go, oh, I know a bit more about that now. Just for that sort of just to tick a box and to feel some sort of sense of accomplishment.
0: Totally. And it's so nice to do something new and push yourself into something that you feel actively uncomfortable in um because i I don't tend to worry and i don't tend to feel stress i i often just tell myself well that's excitement um and i kind of reprogram it actively by telling myself so actually going into a class where i'm thinking i I don't know how to do that like I, i physically can't do that has been really nice because it's just it's just made me focus on just doing that one thing um yeah, it's just, it's, it's it's good to do things that you're unsure of that or that you find hard.
1: I really like that. That's a great one. So where are we? We went, we went really round the houses with that one. So number two, what is your second feel good habit?
0: So there's no sort of order to these, but I, I have these written down. And um, I actually wrote these across a couple of days and I was sat on a bus. I was sat on the tube, I was sat at my desk and I kind of just thought, oh, that's a great one. And, and things kind of came and went, um, but for me, this one is about fragrance um, and it's wearing a fragrance based upon your mood rather than the season. Um, I think especially, I mean, the year that we've had, I mean, two years that we've had has just been a total shitter, you know, and it's like, we're we're, we're all kind of, we're stuck and there's just a feeling of not having control. And I think one of the the great things about fragrance is it's transportative. Transportative. So, you know, having that spritz of something and you're on the Amalfi Coast or you're in a sort of martini bar, you know, it's just it's so fantastic. And I, I'm very lucky to receive lots of great fragrances. Mm-hmm. And I do writing on them and I do videos about them. And I have this sort of like fragrance ri- library in my dressing room. And it's just so lovely in the morning to think, well, how am I feeling? Or how do I want to feel? And it's quite often on those days where you are just feeling a little lethargic or you're thinking, "Oh God, I just don't want to do this." Or uh, there's multiple things going on. And just picking up that fragrance with, you know, a little oomph of an oud or something creamy with a leather, it's just instantly you're feeling like a different person, and it's like a mask. I think it's it's just a lovely way to be. And we're quite often told, you know, seasonal fragrances and citruses for summer. And, you know, you might have a vetiver in and, and spring and, you know, the deeper, darker ambers for winter. But I'll wear an amber in summer just because I love the way it makes me feel. And I love that confidence boost. And I just with fragrance, too, you know, you have all those memories and it's stuff that mm. you will spray and think, oh, God, like that's really made me feel like homesick or that's really reminded me of something and it's just so emotional. Um so yeah picking a fragrance based upon how you feel. I mean it's it's a luxury really but it's like my mum has some gorgeous fragrances and I've given her a few and I'll say how are you getting on with that and she says oh yes you know I've kept it it's for it's for <laughs> and holidays and I'm like no 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 that fragrance should be for every day and you choose something because it's, it's about how it makes you feel. And it's not about having the sexiest fragrance or, or whatever it might be. It's like, how does that make you feel in that moment? So I think just having, you know, one or two little fragrances, they don't need to be the full size, pick up your testers and you can do some 30 mil things or do like a little sort of fragrance scent kit. And there's so many things out there. And I just think people need to explore fragrance more. Um, and for me, it just makes me feel great.
1: OK, so tell me now, if I said to you, Robin, we're going out, we're going to a very nice restaurant. We're going to be, I don't know, top table. What are you <laughs> what are you going to wear to to help give you that kind of to to complement that setting? Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, so I do like these um, I'm looking here because I do have some stuff right. All my fragrances are, are directly in front of me in boxes. And then I have sort of like my heavy rotation. But I love, um, I love something a bit spicy. I like these sort of amber golden sort of glistening fragrances. I like something a bit smoky. I'm kind of going towards more of these sort of like incense fragrances. And um, for me at the moment, what am I enjoying? Um, there's one by Penhaligon's called Cairo. And it's, I often say it's like, what you think of like Indiana Jones going through a tomb, a bit musky, but with all the glamour of like, you know, the after show party that they sort of do in, in these films, but there's something so deep about it. And it's just, I love when you get a, a great dry down and you can smell it, you know, two days later on the collar of a coat. Um, there's also another Penhaligon's actually I love called um, Halfetti Leather. So Halfetti is their, their, um, their biggest, their best seller. The half leather has got rose. Um, there's leather notes in it, so you've got something which is floral, but then it has this sort of um, deep and dark and like mysterious sort of edge to it. I just like anything that's a nuzzler. Like I love a, a nuzzling <laughs> fragrance. You know, it's something that you smell on someone, you think, "Oh God, what is that?" You know, you've got your you've got your beacon, and you're just like having a little sort of like a little hamster moment of just around you. the kind of thing um, where
1: you go in to hug someone or, or kiss someone on the cheek and you realize that you're lingering in the oh, of their neck <laughs> yeah
0: yeah one thing leads to another yeah so like I used to wear a lot of citrus fragrances and I and I I still love a citrus but I but I do like something with a little bit more depth now um and I think the sort of way I dress too I mean right now I'm in a sort of like baggy t-shirt shirt shirt, thing whatever this is jumper links Africa Uh, obviously links Africa today (laughs) absolutely um but even you know I think fragrance and I've only started to feel differently about fragrance in the past year I always found it so intimidating I was scared to talk about it because I thought only certain people in this space could talk about fragrance because they did it so well and they just could paint these gorgeous pictures and do you know what actually it's fragrance is about sort of creating a moment and it's it's art you know it's the perfect blending of art and science and it's I think worry less about the notes you know it doesn't matter if that has vetiver in it or it's got patchouli or because actually a lot of those are just synthetic things that then a marketing team decides you know what it should be um but I just think think about how you feel and how you mm-hmm. want to feel and that's the most important thing about it and it, it shouldn't be this this world that only certain people can enter you know we should all enjoy it and
1: I you know, you said there about Lynx
0: Africa. And I think if you feel good in a Lynx Africa, I mean, Lynx Africa, you know, body shower gel was amazing. I love that on the skin. Uh, and you could layer it, you know, layer it with your body spray, and then you can do whatever else. So yeah, pick, picking a fragrance that makes you feel good, I think is is so important. What do you wear?
1: Well, it's funny you should say that. I, um, I'm not, I'm not, a big fragrance lover it's the kind Mm. of thing where I will I never think you know how I'm sure if you left the house and you weren't wearing a fragrance or a scent of Mm -hmm. some sort it would feel a little bit when you realized as though you'd left your wallet or your keys yeah whereas for me I'm like off I don't as long as I don't smell of BO I'm happy yeah but I but um I do really enjoy the Atelier Cologne and I do like their citruses. Lovely. But but I am so nose blind. So when I spray something, I cannot smell it. So it's that thing of it's just an instant gratification. I don't smell it on me. But um I actually and this is you're going to think I'm so basic, but I really always remember really liking the co- the coconut scents yeah, of like definitely. cheap shampoos. And so the other day I was walking through Victoria station and I popped into body shop and I actually bought their coconut body spray and I've seeing myself with that. And again, I, in the moment as I'm sort of putting my body moisturizer on and I'm spraying it, it feels wonderful. And I do not smell it on me for the rest of the day. I don't think it lingers. Um, but in the moment of sort of getting ready, I like that or I like a citrus or what's the other one I like. There's a rose one by, um, I've forgotten the name now. But anyway, but I'm not really as into it as you are as descriptive. So let's move okay. on to habit three before we uh I tangle okay. myself in a in a scenty knot. <laughs> I don't
0: like that, a scenty knot. <laughs> um, so my third one I'm gonna give you is and how did I write this? Nurturing plants in my flat. Um, right. I love plants, and I mean I'm just a classic 34-year-old gay who just like collects <laughs> plants um for lack of children at the moment. I mean, it's either plants, cats, or cats and plants. Um, at the moment, it's just plants, but I love my plants. I have a huge cheese plant in my in my bedroom. I've got various plants around here, around me, um, and I just love them because they smell good, they look lovely, and when they're thriving, I feel like I'm thriving. Um, mm-hmm. And just to give them a little water and have a little chat to them, and they just totally, I mean, I've almost got, I've got too many plants, really. I did a job with a, um, a plant company years ago, and that kind of set me on this this plant journey. And I just, I absolutely love my plants. And now on my balcony, I have a very small balcony. Um, I've now started growing potatoes, carrots, lettuce. I've got raspberries, uh, there's chilies. And Ooh. then I've just got some, I've got French lavender. I've got English lavender and the bees go wild for it. I do I love
1: lavender. It's,
0: it's so beautiful. You know, just having a little sort of play with the lavender and then smelling it up. Oh, it's just, it's so gorgeous. Um, but yeah, with the plants, I just think, I mean, I've got some across, across here and, you know, some of them looking a bit tired. I've got a peace lily on my mm. windowsill here next to some uh, fragrances I'm about to go through. And it just, it just totally changes the mood of somewhere. You know, it just adds... It just adds like more color and depth and there's it's warm and yeah I agree I, mean, got, I... I don't see any plants in your room Emma
1: not in the Where office they? they're oh, in the no. other room they're in the living room but I used to have plants in here but it's just because it's carpeted and I if I didn't water my fern it would <laughs> anyway that's that, that's a housekeeping issue but I agree with you I have but I have a mixture of fake and real so I have and it makes all the difference. I think if I took those out of that space, it would look completely different and it would look, it would feel echoey.
0: Yes, I've seen those fake ones that you have and they're really, really nice. They look, they look real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's a mixture. So you just got to make sure you don't water the wrong ones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there. I actually bought a plant from Lidl. Lidl, great for it. Lilies, chocolate, (laughs) red wine, and plants, but I bought this lily for the office when, when I had the office in Brixton, and I was so sure it was plastic. And I Beck, who was working with me at the time, kept on watching this plant. Say, why are you watching that? I was like, it's plastic. She's like, it's real. Anyway, it's one of the largest plants I now have. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's another sort of like peace lily vibe, but they're just they're so beautiful. And I think there's something really. Um, lovely about seeing something grow in your space
1: mm, I agree I agree yeah. it's very just nice so I love that one thanks so much
0: I just yeah I just I'm I love a plant. if if anyone's listening and wants to give me a present yeah I'll I'll take the plant. <laughs> PR need not just stop sending of these wicker basket things these like oh important cases baskets honestly there's far there's far too many baskets sorry let me put myself on a do not disturb Far too many baskets going around, and um, I had to take a few to a charity shop. And I just was like, "No, send the plants, keep the baskets."
1: First world problems, listeners. Stop sending the four of a mason hampers. No, I know what you mean. Basket. It's just it's too much. I once helped a friend move, who has been in the beauty industry for a very long time. And as we were unpacking, I was like, "I remember this press gift, and it's twelve years old. Why do you still have it?"
0: no get rid of stuff like that give it away to a friend or give it to a beauty bank or yeah or give it to church shop there's always someone that will like those things
1: cherish it indeed so we're moving from plants to where
0: we are so i'm going to move from my plants to talking about like friendships and relationships and i think something i've learned more to do is sort of investing in in sort of friendships and relationships and showing vulnerability and talking openly And deeply and I think you know you don't have to be telling everyone about things but I think you need to have one or two friends that you can kind of just be very open with and I think sort of more into my 30s I've sort of got better at doing that and I don't need to be a a superman who can do everything and um, actually sort of showing vulnerability and looking for help and discussing things I think is so important and it's this like, so it's, I suppose, it's like almost like a therapy being able to chat about things. And, you know, sometimes when you say things out loud, it feels very different than, mm. you know, what, it's, what you're feeling in your head. Um, so I suppose it's kind of like a, just a, a not holding back and not being afraid of what some people might think, um, because that's what, you know, they're there for, they're your friends. And I think for me, that's a feel good habit and it's an important thing to do. Um, but also, I suppose, allowing other people to share. Their lives and you know what's going on and sometimes we're ahead, sometimes we're behind. Um. So it's, yeah, just allowing yourself to be open, I think, is is something which I've certainly got better at and I certainly invest in now.
1: Is it as well? Because this is something I've definitely noticed. My my friendships in lockdown. It's not so much that they've changed necessarily. I too have done that thing of I need to invest more, mm. but I would also say that. The fact that I had so little in-person communication, everything went into text messages. I was almost, I realized the difference that it makes when you're not in person. And actually, I i mean, I don't know about you, but I definitely, you feel energy from text messages and emails, don't you? And actually it's almost as if a lot of the in-person communication is misdirection because there's lots of projecting and posturing, but actually there's something a little bit more transparent about text messages and those sorts of exchanges. Yeah. And I have definitely noticed that it's almost as if the friends that I went into lockdown talking to a lot, I now talk to least and the ones that I wasn't talking to as much. Yeah. We now we're now much more in communication.
0: Totally. I think also the fact you said, you know, about this sort of the means of communication, having something written or be it on email. I don't do a lot of the, the sort of upfront. How are you? How is your weekend? I kind of go straight in on it. So I think I probably come off as quite blunt and maybe not that friendly but it's just my way of communicating so I'm much better in person and I he says uh, or I would much no I can
1: vouch for it listeners
0: <laughs> pick up the phone and, and call someone because a lot can get lost in in translation and you know some people aren't the best at writing Um,
1: you so, love yeah, a voice note as well
0: I live for a voice note and um, I just think it's sometimes I mean you don't have to doing it all the time some people go up a bit over the top but it's also, you know, if you need to ask a question or the people you're working with or, oh, let's meet at whatever bar and more likely. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, I, love, I love a voice note. I mean, um, we said before we started filming here, I don't do a lot of Zoom um, and I avoid it at all costs. I just tend to hate it. I would do like a one-to-one, which I think is fine, but these whole group things that we're mm. doing are just awful. and they're the devil's work. <laughs> Them and baskets. um. And it's like, you just want to have an in-person conversation. Also, because when you're in a group, you quite often go off into like little mini groups and you'll be Mm -hmm. having a chat to so-and-so over here and then, oh, oh, hi. And you will let sort of like minutes across and chat to someone else across there. But it's like, when you're on a Zoom, there's always one peacock and it's the people that wouldn't be like that in person. And they're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's shut the fuck up, you know? I'm not here to listen to you. I'm here to do this very quick thing and leave because my basket's waiting. It's got various things in it that I need to try. And it's like, in person, people wouldn't be like that. So, but I've, I kind of I digress. Uh, no but in, t- <laughs> in, investing in those relationships and having those conversations, I think is just so important. Um, because it's quite often, I, I found too, quite often the people you think would be the best at communicating and showing yeah. vulnerability are not. Yeah. And it's actually the other people that really have their shit together and they just quietly are getting on with it. Um, so yeah. I Fantastic. like
1: that. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I've just published my feel-good habits and that was one of them. And mm-hmm. how, how lockdown has basically made me realize that it's not just the people I would see all the time. There are lots of people I have who are wonderful friends and I now speak to them a hell of a lot more than I used to. Cause I'm yeah. really bad for still feeling the same way about somebody and thinking, oh, I really like that person but just not ever taking yeah. the time to get in
0: touch. It's tough, you know, we've all had a, sort of, a tough ride. Um, I mean, I quite like a tough ride but it's Not um really. cheeky but it's um yeah it's kind of like we just don't all have different ways of doing things and and different sort of communication styles but it's it's interesting i think as long as you're doing what's right for you then other people can kind of get in line
1: right now we're moving on to your fifth feel good habit yeah. which i'm going to assume is a weekend mini break with your friend emma oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do the listeners know about our weekend mini break?
1: <laughs> no, that can be another show. That can That's be another show. show. In itself,
0: yeah, um, I would just say about that, it's just the kind of place that has like a funky glass for a martini. I was
1: about to say it had the it had the glass that you get in like yeah, the, so. the fun shop, the souvenir shop. Anyway. <laughs> We, we tried listeners we tried we'll, we'll get we it right did. next time yeah. what is your fifth feel good habit
0: my fifth and final feel good habit and it might actually link to what you said at the at the top in that i'm sort of spinning plates and it looks like things are very easy but mine is keeping my private life off social media mm. it's so important and these influences that we have in our world um i just stop stop sharing it stop sharing stop sharing it you don't you don't need to share every single part of your life. It's not, it's not important. And keeping something to yourself is so good for you and for the other people around you. And it frustrates me the amount of times that someone will say, um, it's the people that share absolutely everything, you know, they've gone yeah, to the toilet, they on on social media. <laughs> and they will say, like, oh, you know, not everything's as it seems, and I look like I'm confident and we'll stop putting it on, you know, stop putting it on. Be, be honest if you want to share absolutely everything, but also stop selling every single part of your life. And for me, it has been so important to keep private things private because I'm in this, I'm fine. to put my face on a YouTube video, but I'm talking about fragrance. I'm talking about hair care and I'm talking about skincare, but no one needs to know, you know, what dates I'm going on or what relationship I'm in. And it's just so lovely to keep that to yourself because it, it I think it also strengthens the relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to say that I'm not honest and I'm not authentic and I'm not open because yeah, I share a lot of things, but I think just retaining some of, some of those things is just really lovely to have.
1: I think that's true whether you're on social media or in life generally, isn't it? It's that thing of you're, what you're saying. It's that fine balance of, opening up with your friends and having a network of people who will be supportive to all Mm. aspects of your life but also having the things that you're boundaried about and I just think that's a that's quite a steep learning curve
0: totally I mean having boundaries is important and setting your own boundaries and we do live in a world where people think they have to share absolutely everything and quite often or not it's the people that are not doing this as a job that will be sharing everything and mm. there's quite often people of a certain age that will always be on Facebook and it's like oh, <laughs> does anyone know how to do this and oh I'm really struggling with this at the moment And like again you're not someone that would say it in person so if I'm like to you I mean fine that might be coping mechanisms and people just sharing in a different way um but for me personally holding back certain things I think is just really important um
1: so do you feel I mean, this is a, this really speaks to the fact that you have an online job where you are a presenter, a content creator. So essentially, in the world that we inhabit because of our jobs, our work life balance is not there's not really a, a, a demarcation between work and personal life, even just in the conversations that you have, Mike, with might have with PRs or people, they are your friends as well. And you might talk about, so there's, the lines are very much blurred. So is this for you about how you secure time where your brain can switch off as much? Is that what makes you feel good? The fact that you think not only am I not talking about this, it's not work, it's also, I'm not on duty, so to
0: speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually just bought myself a picture and there is a link, I promise you. Um, (laughs) and It's Batman and he's stood at a bar having a glass of wine and I love this picture because when Batman puts on his mask and his cloak and whatever he is Batman but when he takes it all off he's Bruce Wayne but he actually doesn't have any special powers it's just about him pulling on all these different things around him to make things happen but I like this idea of him finishing and he's still got the Batman suit on but he's just having a glass of wine after work before he pops home so it's like I like the idea of, I mean, what I'm telling you is I am Batman. Um oh,
1: I'm just thinking Robin I, James and I, Bruce Wayne. I mean.
0: I mean it. there you go. Um, <laughs> I just like this idea of just like having an instance of a se- separate life. Like I, I've got my own um, private Instagram that I just put shit up on. And, you know, I just like, oh, that was a lovely day. Just pop that up, you know, there's, there's stuff going on. But I think with my my other stuff, you know, man himself, it, uh, above all it's a job and it's a job that I love and it's a job that I very much you know I wouldn't be wanting to do anything else but I don't don't want to share everything
1: I just mm.
0: you know holding on to something and quite often get you know, someone will say oh you say oh I was in I was at home last week I didn't know you were at home I, I I didn't I didn't see I was like yeah because I, I didn't I didn't put it on mm. on social media or you say you know so you've had something going on in your life and oh I, I didn't know that why would you know that you know Mm. um it's just really nice to have things which are just for you
1: yes i agree i agree what wonderful habits i also now need you to send me a picture of this picture of batman please
0: oh absolutely yeah i'll send it across My, my habits are really basic but they're just like things we can all do
1: no they're great and i think that's the that's the secret sometimes i don't think there have been many habits that have actually cost money they're all strategies and techniques that are just. I mean, okay, you have to buy plants, but it's the nurturing of them once you have them that's the key. Yeah.
0: I've gone into the more, yeah, like the fragrance stuff. It can be anything, as we've said. You know, it can be that, links Africa, um, <laughs> or the coconut spritz from Body Shop. You know, as long as it meets you feel good. And that's what you no make of it? There. Feel good habits
1: exactly well robin thanks for coming back it's always a pleasure to talk to you and it's very (laughs) nice to see you um listeners i will be putting the links to robin man for himself everything that we've talked about but not his personal instagram oh no (laughs) in the show notes but thanks and have a lovely day my friend thanks so much